The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Speaking of the Twitch, because there is no AW tonight, we're going to go ahead and stream live on Twitch anyway, starting at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I think we're going to be playing a little bit of Grand Theft Auto online on the uh, on the PS4, PS5. Uh, and then uh, I think we're going to be also <laughs> booking some silly WWE 2K19 matches. Well, so we can gamble on them. And and, and simming them so we can gamble on them. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So, uh, with channel should, points, not real money. With channel points, not, not real with money. real money. We're not, not, yeah. not with real money. That would be very silly. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Just come hang out with us. We'll, we'll have some fun yes. on the Twitch. Uh, also, uh, yesterday uh, we had the first episode of Frendo Fantasy Booking Battle for Frendo Club oh, yeah, I TV won that. members. Well, it was more of like a popularity contest, you know, and on top of that, you know, I'm more I popular. In, I put, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are sadly the more popular. Member. Um, so uh, so it was a lot of fun. It was for uh, a Patreon dot com forward slash Stephen Larson. Yeah. You can get the audio to that. Uh, at some point, usually you can get the raw reviews and audio as well. Uh, They're up. I got it up. I got to get in the habit. It's, 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 it's a time crunch to get it, everything up before we do the tu- the Tuesday. Uh, uh, those raw episode. reviews are a pain in the ass <laughs> because there's so much that happens. All those stupid segments. I got to the point where I was like, ah, well, I don't really need to put this chapter break in here. Um, so uh, on the Patreon, $5 a month, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Only to get the bonus episodes, you get everything all the episodes in the audio realm you can import your rss feed into your favorite podcast app uh including uh, uh, uh the tuesday bonus show and then the thursday bonus show this week thursday bonus shows numbers don't lie and we're taking a look at sting a man called sting you're not gonna uh, say it right no you know why because the microphone cuts out when i do it. oh at least it does when you do it it just cut out see it's weird i know right uh, so, uh, that should be a lot of fun. You can vote on Sting right now. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. There's all the info. We're going to talk about NXT 2.0. Shockingly, not pretty decent episode last night. This is like, yeah. you know, you know, all things considered. It's all right. Uh, and then, uh, but yeah, before we do that, <laughs> Tony Khan was talking shit, Larson. Yeah. What's great. in the news? It's great. So, uh, ever since WB scheduled a half-hour overrun of this week's SmackDown to go head-to-head with Friday's Rampage. Tony Khan has been pulling out all the stops and pulling absolutely no punches in promoting his show coming up this Friday. So during an appearance on My Mom's Basement, Khan talked about his confidence in this week's Rampage and then took some... His confidence. Sure. And took some shots at this week's Raw. These transcripts are from Fifle, is what Tony Khan had to say. Quote, it's the second time they decide to go head-to-head with us. 
I want the fans to be able to watch all the wrestling. I'll coin a phrase right now. W-Y-W. Watch your wrestling. I want people to watch your wrestling. Whatever you want to watch, watch it. A lot of people have chosen to watch it. I have a question. Yes, Steve. That's a terrible phrase. I mean, he's trying to be he's trying to be positive, you know? Please continue. All right. A lot of people have chosen to watch AEW because it's the best show. Watch your wrestling. I want people to watch everything. It's the second time they've chosen to put their wrestling head-to-head with mine. The last time they, de- they did it, it didn't happen overnight. From the start, AEW consistently did better numbers at NXT, and we eventually won uh, that war. And AEW is now the Wednesday night show, and Wednesday night Dynamite has had a great run. On Friday, they're doing a half-hour head-to-head with Rampage, which is new. I put my show on consciously after SmackDown, knowing there's a huge audience of people that watch that show, and a lot of people are going to watch Rampage, which has been a hit for TNT. They're literally going to do a half-hour head-to-head. That's fine. We'll see what happens. I'm not saying for sure we'll win. Maybe the odds are against us in some ways, but we're going to do the better show. I know if you don't believe me, watch the go-home show they did last night because it sucked. It sucked. Hey. Do you detect one lie there? I don't. Because Raw totally did suck. Raw was not good on Monday. It was not good. I love that he called it out. I love that he called it out. And yeah, you can look at the ratings and be like, oh, wow, Raw does better than whatever, Dynamite or Rampage or whatever. But the ratings were really down this week. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, and yeah, it did suck. And there's something to be said about there's something to be said about taking pride in a good product. They used to do that WWE with NXT. They're like, yeah, we don't care that it's just on the network. We don't care that it doesn't do great ratings on USA. It's the quality of the product. It's something that people out there really like because it's obvious we take pride in it. We give Mm -hmm. you these 20, 25 minute matches that are really good storylines that really make sense. And uh, it's for that crowd that appreciates the quality. Uh, yes. Not the people who sit there during a raw and just be like, "Oh yeah, this is this is is this good? This is good, right?" This, this is a wrestling show. This is wrestling. Wrestling is, sometimes happens on this show every once yeah. in a while. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's great, man. And you know, keep, I, keep from, talking from, shit, Tony. Yeah, exactly. You know, he, as as a promoter, going out doing press, saying this type of stuff. He's not. He's not. Like, as you said, Raw wasn't good. But him saying it sucked. There's no lie there. Yeah, what you're doing is is you're stoking the flames of competition a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're not going overboard. You're stoking the flames a little bit, yep. and you're in the process promoting your own product. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with this. Nothing no, at all, man. I think it's great. Think it's uh, awesome. Also, during uh, his appearance on My Mom's Basement, Tony Khan also confirmed that Kenny Omega will indeed face Hangman Page at Full Gear for the AEW Championship. Uh, this is what he said. These transcripts uh, also from Fightful. He says last year. The AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament uh, culminated with Kenny and Hangman, which is very fitting because now as we go into full gear this year, Kenny is a champion and he's facing Hangman. All right. That's I good. I guess we, uh, we, we all assumed that that was going to happen. Hadn't been confirmed yet on television. Uh, seemingly is going to happen. I'm bummed out because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be at Disneyland, which Ooh. I should be bummed out. It's the happiest place on earth. Uh, it's not as happy as uh, uh, full gear. As Hangman winning the title from Kenny Omega. Yeah, does that happen? Hey, they they have that Avengers campus, and they got the uh, the Star Wars. You can be in the Millennium Falcon, Mm -hmm. coughing it up with everybody else there. So that's cool. Um, Well, I'll be wearing a mask. uh, Inside, yeah, yeah. Uh, So so that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, no, this is great. Full gear. It's going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome. Did you get your super? Did you get your super click shirt yet? No, I haven't shown up in the mail yet. Mine came today. Oh, I checked my mail today, so maybe it's out there. 
and I confirmed that uh, my uh, Apple iPhone left China. Probably on a barge or something. So, what did it give you an ETA on uh, on delivery? Sometime in 2023, I think. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, now it's supposed to be like a week from now or five days from now. Yeah, um, which is pretty impressive. It's coming from China, anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's all good stuff. Uh, looking forward to that match. Me and the enforcer. Maybe we'll bring in a mystery third person. I don't know. Uh, NXT 2.0. I thought it was a pretty damn good. I'll be honest with you. I've been I've been sitting here talking shit. Whether it's on Going and Raw or Wrestle Juice. I've been talking plenty of shit about 2.0, Larson. You have too. Uh, that yeah, because the last first time few was... episodes have not been good. Right. Uh, I found a lot to like about uh, last night's episode. What's the formula? What's the f- formula for a successful wrestling show? You focus on the wrestling. Yeah. You give matches time to breathe, unless the story dictates otherwise. And you keep the talking stuff to the bare minimum that's necessary to advance stories. And that's what NXT 2.0 did last night. They focused yeah. on in-ring action, which is something they had not been doing much of late they did last night and i thought the show was all the better for it um there's a lot positive to talk about let's go ahead and just talk about that main event and what happened at the very end of it we got a bit of a surprise uh uh uh, isaiah swerve scott versus santos escobar went down one-on-one uh and uh towards the finish uh so at the very beginning of the episode last night uh, the rest of Hit Row were basically taken out of the equation. Top Dollar and B-Fab were kidnapped. It was insinuated the same thing happened to Adonis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Swerve, it was just him. Solamente. Uh, uh, Santos uh, said, hey, my dudes are going to stay in the back. They didn't. Uh, and uh, 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 they did everything to, 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 to Swerve to make him face seemingly insurmountable odds. Yeah, totally babyface uh, role in this yes. match. It was yes. it was a really spectacular match. It was really good, yeah. Uh, the rest of Legato comes down. They are met by uh, Trick Mello. Uh, and uh, so they come down, and they are the equalizer. They take out Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wild, uh, setting up the finish. Swerve gets the win over uh, uh, Santos Escobar retains the title. Kind of shocking. He had said earlier in the episode he's going to take this thing to SmackDown. The mm-hmm. uh, uh, Trick Mello gets in the ring. They're celebrating. Bang! Swerve. NXT has its own Money in the Bank. The Breakout Tournament contract. He gets the pen. He signs it right there. Gives it to the ref. Says, "I want my match now." They ring the bell. Uh, he hits uh, one move. Swerve kicks out. He's able to get him back down. Gets his finish uh, from the top, from the top rope, and he gets the win and is the new North American champion. Crowd was really into it. I was really into it. I thought it was a really awesome moment. Um, there is an interesting write up about this in Fightful Select today. We always recommend you go to Fightful Select yes, because it's always got a bunch Absolutely. of really cool stuff mm-hmm. uh, that you get from uh, like every day, basically. And it talked about the process of Carmelo Hayes impressing the top brass at NXT and how he evidently has become a bit of a project for Shawn Michaels. He sees some of himself in Carmelo Hayes, and that led to this North American title shot. In a larger sense, I really like this because not just you know the, the fact that he's North American champion, but it shows me that 2.0 is sort of an ongoing process, and they are keeping an eye on people, and they have no problem pulling the trigger on certain people, or maybe if they don't like something, pulling back on people. So it made me think a little bit about Braun Breaker versus Tommaso Ciampa. 
Braun Breaker has not been featured that often over the past couple weeks. He hasn't really built up a character the way some of the other people in NXT 2.0 have, like Joe Gacy, for example. And there's still, we're going to talk a lot about him today. Yeah. What are your thoughts going into Halloween Havoc? I still think it's probably likely that Braun Breaker wins that match and wins the title. What are your thoughts on it? I don't think it's a given. Um, and you mentioned Joe Gacy. He's a bit of a wild card this whole situation. He lost his match against Ciampa uh, uh, last night. But then we get introduced to Harlan. I know we saw him up in the stands last week. He was more involved this week uh, laying out Ciampa after he beat Gacy. And then Gacy seemingly going up to him and and finding a way to calm him. Yeah. Um, and I know you had your own theory about what their relationship might be. I have my own. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and in short, it's pretty much the Fight Club thing, where Joe Gacy he has this presentation where, uh, you know he's uh, he he's about peace, and he's but whereas Harlan I feel like is is like his his id essentially you know yeah, sure yeah it's the aspect of him that he doesn't feel like he can control yeah. or has a hard time controlling yeah and so while he projects one thing inside of him is this other thing and Harlan is a representation of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's where they're going, but I could see that based on their interaction last night where, where Harlan comes down, lays out Champa, go, Gacy goes up to him and, and Harlan grabs him by like his chin throat area and Gacy just kind of touches his face with yeah. his hand. Yeah. Harlan lets go and then disappears. Yeah. He runs He's, off. We don't he see bolts. him. Yeah. He bolts. Yeah. We don't see him again. Yeah. And then Gacy goes up to Champa, tries to hug him. Champa pushes him over. Um, so Gacy, Harlan, how they work into the NXT title match, I don't know. I would not be surprised if somehow yeah. Gacy and or Harlan end up costing Breaker that match, and that can launch Breaker onto his, a, a feud while Champa can continue with the title on for a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I but think who it, knows? I don't know. The only like, There's only been a few established characters really in, in, in 2.0 right now. It's 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 Gacy and there's a lot unknown about him, but he really seems and this is, you know, I I, I mentioned during in the pre-show and, and somebody had mentioned this before in our chat, I think a couple weeks ago. I looked at I looked at just to try to get a sense of the performer. Now, I mentioned this before. Joe Gacy's been in the business for 15 years. Yeah, um, I look at his at his social media because sometimes, you know, like, for example, with Drake Wirtz, you can get a sort of a sense or Jackson or uh, uh, Riker. Yeah. You can get you can get a sense of like where they're coming from as people, because I think that plays into sometimes the performance. Joe Gacy ain't like those guys at all. He's a bit more like Steven Larson. To be honest with you, if you look through his 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 Twitter timeline, his social media, it goes back before this stuff too. Like when when he was first in WWE. Um, obviously, he's a smart guy. I wouldn't be shocked at this point. If Vince and Bruce have already moved on from NXT, they've done their thing. They've been like, hey, these are the guys we like. Yeah, go ahead and do this. And then they've moved on. They've tasked Shawn Michaels with, 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 you know, and obviously HBK has learned a ton under Triple H. Um, Triple H is gone. And it seems to be, White Brownie here mentioned this in chat too. It seems to be, I mean, given that he took a picture with Carmelo Hayes last night, I, I, it, I wouldn't be shocked if HBK was kind of running the show there. Yeah, see, that would seem to be the case, yeah. Um, if this character is like a collaborative effort between the two of them and you start dropping the, the, the sillier aspects, I mean, last night he referred to his people as his snowflakes, which 
is a term used by the right wing to uh, uh, to 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 basically talk shit about the left wing. I mean, that yeah. if you want to get if you want to get down to it, oh, you're too sensitive, you're a snowflake, right? And that has its origins, I believe, in Fight Club, right? That term. Oh, is that true? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay, that's wow. Okay, I forgot about that. That's great. Um, and it sort of lends a bit more credence to my thought that this guy is either he he is some sort of manipulator. He is a disingenuine individual with the way he is talking these buzzwords this philosophy of his, whatever it is. Well, I and mean, then, he, he's using buzzwords to make it seem like it's a philosophy, but there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of connective tissue between the buzzwords. And the dichotomy, the guy in the ring yeah. who is super violent, although he will catch himself at times, maybe so as not to let the subterfuge show through too much, mm-hmm. he stopped short of, of Ram and Champa's head mm-hmm. into the table. But mm-hmm. his finisher is still a springboard lariat, which is an extre- a, a, a incredibly explosive violent move. Um, I like what I see so far because I don't think this isn't the main roster. And I know that everybody was like, oh, Vince has his hands all over this. I don't know that he does anymore. I honestly think that Vince set this thing up and then walked away from it. And now it's in other people's hands. And maybe there was the thought that, hey, this could. I just think that Joe Gacy is a guy who's been in the business for 15 years. He's been through CZW. I don't think this guy is going to allow himself to be shoehorned into some shitty gimmick that's simply so one dimensional that it's a bunch of buzzwords. I give that man more credit. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But now if he's if he's forced into this. Uh, uh, and and has to carry it through and continue to be this, okay, maybe I'm wrong about that. But this isn't main roster, and there does seem to be in his performance, there does seem to be a little bit more going on. So for now, I am giving, in this case, for the WWE, I'm giving this the benefit of the doubt. Well, I mean, it's, it's I think by and large, WWE, especially main roster, has kind of conditioned us to be pessimistic sure. about uh, uh, angles or, or, or characters uh, that reference things going on in the world, you know, because mm-hmm. usually, historically speaking, WWE does not handle that well. No, um, and so I agree with you with uh, on Gacy. He's been in the business for a long time. Uh, he's a veteran. You know, you got you. You would like to trust his instincts with this and assume that he would try to make the best of whatever situation he's given to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm still taking a wait and see approach because I could see from Gacy's performance, the possibility that there's something more going on here than what was kind of initially put forth to us. At the same time, it's still WWE. I just got to wait and see. Cause at a certain point we're going to have the, the breakthrough moment where, you know, it all makes sense to us, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and maybe that happens as soon as Halloween havoc. And I think at that moment, It'll be pretty clear one way or the other. Is this something that Vince and Bruce have their fingerprints all over? Or is this something more as a collaborative thing between Gacy and Shawn Michaels? There is some evidence to suggest that it's not. I mean, like you you had mentioned in the pre-show, one of the things that you appreciate and I appreciate as well about the episode was that the pacing was really good. Mm-hmm. The pacing was good. Um, I think that, you know, the fact that they are. Um, there are several things about this. 
Like there hasn't been the repetition we see often on main roster that bogs main roster down so bad. Um, the 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 path isn't entirely predictable and clear. Um, there there are things that that I think stand out that I'm like, okay, I kind of like this. I kind of I kind of like where it's going. The presentation in terms of the aesthetics, I am I am much higher. Like aesthetics matter to me. Yeah. The the presentation of the show, the set is god awful. It's ugly yeah. as shit. Yeah. So it does take a little bit to get through that. That being said, the meat of the product I thought was a lot better last night, and it does make me interested in in, in where this is going. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. So with all that being said... Given that Braun Breaker hasn't really been featured in a character-building way, maybe they don't care about that. Maybe they're just like, hey, this guy's character speaks for itself. Um, I do think that him and Gacy, to a degree, I think Gacy more, to be honest with you, if Gacy became NXT champion at Halloween Havoc, I think that would be a pretty buzzworthy thing, given how he's been the buzziest thing, for good or bad, coming out of NXT so far. Uh, Braun Breaker, on the other hand, Hasn't been a lot of character building. Like I said, maybe they don't need that, but uh, but I don't know. I'm interested to see where this goes with yeah. him. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. Agreed, because, yeah, I mean, they have managed to take something that seemed to be a certainty, Braun winning that title, and 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 rather indirectly put doubt in at least our heads, you and I, well, about also, how certain yeah. that's going to be. So, also, I mean, just, just given the evidence that I've seen with Carmelo in that they – they assessed where he was. He impressed them. Mm-hmm. They kept an eye on him. Boom. Let's pull the trigger here. Maybe mm-hmm. the original plan was for Santos Escobar to win this thing. You know, that everybody kind of figured that would be the case because Swerve yeah. was moving on to SmackDown. And they're yeah. like, hey, no, he's got this contract. Let's do it now. Let's do it here. Yeah. I, I had said at the beginning of 2.0, wouldn't shock me if they're just sort of seeing where everybody is coming along and making the assessments appropriately. And maybe the decision to put to, 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 to for the title at Halloween Havoc hasn't necessarily been that's decided yet. That's entirely possible. That's entirely possible. That could be one thing that's kind of trickled down from main roster. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, a wait and see approach on things down the last minute. For, um, for for maybe a better reason though. Yeah, as yeah, opposed than, than to it being based on decision or wins. someone's whims. Yes, obviously. Yeah. Um, going back to the 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 Carmelo Hayes cash in, um, how that was all kind of put together, I thought was done really well. Swerve. He's leaving NXT. He's looking strong, though. He wrestled two matches. Yeah, absolutely. It took that yeah. to get that title off him. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, um, and and they established Carmelo, uh, champion now, uh, and that's great. Um, I don't know where that leaves Santos and Legato exactly. 
Um, it seems like since they didn't get drafted, it seems like they're sticking around in NXT. Not sure exactly what their role is now. Maybe we'll have some more call-ups after maybe Survivor Series. I don't know. You would um, think that'd have to be the case. What do, because, what do you make of uh, what do you make of uh, Mandy versus Raquel? I mean, spin the wheel, make the deals. Great. Always, Can't go always wrong happy that, to see right? that back. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as who wins, I don't know. They're really pushing toxic attraction. Yeah, big time. Um, but again, with like if Raquel loses, you would think, okay, that'd be call up. Mm-hmm. But uh, but then you know they had that that vignette for someone returning at Halloween Havoc, and it seems like it's going to be Dakota Kai. Are yeah. they going to get go back to that storyline? Yeah. Um, after Raquel drops the belt, just to give her something to do until she is called up at some juncture. You know, same with EO. Uh, there's a triple threat tag team match at Halloween Havoc. Her and Zoe defending against Toxic Attraction, and then Indy and Persia. You know, if they lose the belts, is you on her way to Maine? I don't know. Because yeah. yeah. again, if she stays around in NXT, what else is there for her to really do? She mm-hmm. doesn't really fit in with. But, you know, it, 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 with what NXT is now, because you look at like, like Kyle O'Reilly, he's basically a mentor at this point. He is. He totally is. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. once his story with Von Wagner reaches his conclusion, what's next for him? The, yeah, those dudes really stand out. It's it's done. Kyle O'Reilly, yeah. uh, Champa, who just seems like he's ready to pass the torch to whoever is ready at this point. And then Gargano, we haven't seen him really on TV since. Yeah, he hasn't been around. Since uh, it's been a week or two since he's been the on TV, but he hasn't been he hasn't been in action. No, he since has 2. not. Since two has yeah. been uh, rebranded. So yeah, uh, dude, I would not be shocked. My early early prediction is Toxic Attraction has all the titles coming out of Halloween Havoc. That would not shock me mm-hmm. at all. I mean, mm-hmm. the way they they are given tons of mic time. Yep, uh, they are a focal point of of every episode. Would not shock me at all for that to be the case. I mean, yeah, dude, you can make the case for what six at least people to 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 get a call up eo kyle dunn champa raquel dakota kai i guess gargano i mean who knows about gargano i mean that's seven right there if i yeah if i wasn't redundant um and the fact i mean the fact that they already called up i mean that through the draft ridge holland it's like oh mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. does that mean that they're not gonna be you know no more call-ups i don't know are they, are they gonna keep those the veterans around, it's like, hey, these are really great. These are really great mentors to have around backstage. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's so funny watching Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner next to each other because, like, they have zero chemistry. I know. But they, they are trying to generate that chemistry, you know, like last night when, you know, Von Wagner said, hey, go take care of him. And Kyle O'Reilly was like, okay, cool. They're getting on. The, they are coexisting. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know either. I don't know either. It'd be interesting between now and I don't know, like the end of the year to see what happens, you know? I mean, we've yeah. always kind of felt that these NXT veterans are kind of in limbo to an extent. They're a bit of a purgatory because does it seem like NXT 2.0 is really a good fit for them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now post-draft, where so few of them have been called up, it's like, okay, so what's what's their role going to be? Yeah, yeah. And without another round of call-ups, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the one that really stands out that it's like, okay, she should probably be. I could I could, I could, could totally see Dunn, O'Reilly, Champa, maybe Dakota Kai, but maybe not, being like, okay, 
we're going to need you guys as mentors. You're still going to be on camera, but we're going to need you as mentors. And then being mm -hmm. like, okay, okay. I mean, Pete Dunn's like, what, 20-something or another? Yeah, he's still pretty young. He's that dude has like a huge career ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, Kyle's been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. Still got a lot left in him, I'd imagine. But it wouldn't shock me if he was like, okay, I'll be player coach. Um, Raquel Gonzalez is like fresh. <laughs> like yeah. She has nothing but life ahead of her in pro wrestling. It would be shocking to me if they were like, hey, we need a veteran around here. It's like, wait, I just, you know, I'm still pretty new. That's part of my story, in fact. Mm -hmm. So uh, she probably, like, has to get called up sooner than later. But think and, so. And, and maybe, maybe there's like, hey, we need a really strong, you know, maybe Vince and Bruce understand, hey, we need somebody really strong. We need her to put over Mandy Rose in the strongest way possible, and then we'll go ahead and bring her up because you'd think they would love her, you know? I know. I know. You would think. And maybe it's a situation like we have with with Swerve where he's champ, he gets drafted, and you know the intrigue of, oh, well, maybe he'll bring an NXT title to the main roster, as far-fetched as an idea mm -hmm. as, that theme, as that seems, the idea of it could be neat. Yeah, sure. So we'll have him drop the belt, uh, look strong doing it. But if they did that to like basically every champion in NXT, that might seem a bit much. A bit too obvious, yeah. Yeah, so maybe they're going to stagger these call-ups a bit so it's not mm -hmm. like okay all your top champs are going to drop the belt in a matter of like two weeks three yeah. weeks maybe yeah before yeah, they yeah. all get called up to their uh, respective main roster brand i don't yeah. know i don't know yeah. uh let's dive into it it kicked off with uh a joe gacy promo in advance of his match with Ch i'm sorry no it actually kicked off with hit row arriving at the building uh and uh, uh, uh swerve has his headphones on so he doesn't really notice when uh, BFAB is mentioning that they're not sure where Adonis is. Mm -hmm. He also doesn't notice when uh, Legato pulls up in their van, kidnaps, and then they attack. And he sort of notices at the last minute. He's like, hey, I wonder where. He's like, whoa, things are happening right now. Uh, so he goes to try to help out, but uh, Legato is able to kidnap BFAB and Top Dollar. Mm -hmm. And uh, Escobar is like, hey, you're on your own, hombre. Uh, so, yeah, that happens. Then we get, we're inside. Joe Gacy has a bit of a promo. Talks about Champa being a walking example of toxic masculinity. And he says this uh, ring will be, continue to be a safe space for my snowflakes. Yes. Um, and then we have that match. Joe Gacy versus Tommaso Champa. So uh, early on, Gacy has the upper hand. He sees Harlan. I guess they're calling him Harlan now. Yeah. In the crowd. And he seems just for a moment to be distracted by him. And that moment was enough to allow Champa to turn the tables on Gacy. Uh, he is in control for a bit. They make their way down to the floor. Gacy is about to slam Ciampa's head into the announce table. He hesitates again just for a moment. Mm -hmm. And that allows Ciampa to ram Gacy's head to the table. Uh, eventually, though, Gacy does gain the advantage. Back elbow hits an Uranagi, gets him a two, hits the senton on the apron. He escapes an air raid crash. He and Ciampa are trading blows. Uh, Gacy hits a doctor bomb that gets him a two. Then he misses a second rope moonsault. Uh, Ciampa looks for a fairy tale ending. Uh, instead, Gacy counters with a jackknife pin, gets a two. So uh, Gacy's going for that handspring Larry he's been using as a finish. Ciampa counters with a basement drop kick right to Gacy's face as he's doing the handspring. Follows with a fairy tale ending to get the win. As we mentioned earlier, uh, Ciampa makes his way to the stage. Uh, Gar uh, Harlan attacks him, and then Gacy goes out to break it up. And that's when Harlan grabs Gacy by like chin throat area. Mm -hmm. and, and Gacy reaches out, touches Harlan's face. 
Harlan releases and then basically disappears. We don't see him. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, Gacy looks to give Champa a hug and Champa just shoves him off. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> after that, no, and I also like this happened continuously through the episode. At the tail end of one segment, the other segment begins. So Gacy's sitting there on the floor and he has a little smirk on his face. Toxic Attractions music hits. They come out. It's their turn for their promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gigi Dolan, who has a really, I'm, I've been sort of paying close attention to her promos. She has a really great way of talking that I find it difficult to like. It's not like your typical pro wrestling promo. It sounds more like the cadence. The cadence of her delivery is different. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it, yeah. it honestly just sounds like a, I don't know, like a movie character. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not mm-hmm. like a pro wrestling character. Well, like um, like Mandy's a she's a decent at times be a good talker. Mm-hmm. But her cadence is very pro wrestling. It is, yeah, sure, yeah, and Jason's is too, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. Gigi, yeah, yeah, her cadence is different for sure. Yeah, uh, Gigi says last week we tried to make a statement to Raquel, but Eo and Zoe interfered and left us unsatisfied. JC Jane gets on the mic, says Eo and Zoe like to play by the rules, but we don't. Your days as champion are numbered. Your time is up at Halloween Havoc. Mandy gets on the mic, says I'm challenging Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Title. Raquel got lucky last week, and your luck is coming to an end. And then as they're finishing up, Zion Quinn's music hits. He comes down uh, in advance of his match. But before we get to that match, uh, we've got – so it's a black and white, very gritty uh, vignette. Somebody is burying something. I'm not sure if this was going to be a body on Von Wagner's property (laughs) or not. Uh, but uh, and then you hear the the words. I didn't. I didn't write. It was like something like uh uh the, the whoever it was Dakota Kai says uh, I'm gonna bury my past so I can start again. Yeah, and as much as they tried to to mess with the voice, it, the everything, the accent, the the cadence, I guess it was all Dakota Kai. So uh, yeah, I get the feeling she'll probably. She'll probably. She might very well cost Raquel Gonzalez that uh that title. Yeah. So uh oh no that was from last week. Never mind. Sorry. I was uh, waiting for the NXT ratings. Oh numbers. Numbers to come out. Yeah. As we await those. Uh, after that we had yeah we had Zion Quinn versus Malik Blade. Malik Blade is a really great hand at getting these new guys to look good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Because this Zion Quinn match was basically the same match that he's had before. Yeah. I mean, uh, he, he, Zion Quinn's got a good look. He's explosive. He's got he's a athletic. great look. He's yeah. got a really good look. I'm not a um, fan of his finisher. He needs a cooler finisher. I know. I know. It's a diving form. He won with that again this week. Uh, I agree with that. I want to see him in some some more competitive matches, some longer matches. There was a couple matches. This one and then what was the other one? That was pretty short. Uh, oh, the uh, the tag match, Indy and Persia against uh, Saray and Amari Miller. Those are both pretty short matches. But mm-hmm. all the other ones, you know, they tried to tell a story during the course of the match. They gave it some some room to breathe. Um, even even Ivy Niles match, it wasn't very long, but it was a great showcase. Yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, do a couple really cool things that you're capable of, and she was she she did that. You know, and then she won with the torture X. You can't you can't. Uh, oh, dude, I know. Can't argue against that. Uh, after that, Zion Quinn win. We have a Tommaso Ciampa interview. Uh, he says, "I don't know what to think about Joe Gacy. But it doesn't matter. Two weeks, I'm dialed in. And what better way to make my Halloween Havoc debut uh, than defend this title?" He's talking about the, starting to talk about the match. In walks grizzled young veteran Steve. Take it away. Uh, let me get your notes here because I was just enjoying it in the moment. Uh, 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 Gibson says uh, exactly this. Here we go. He says, 
We can't wait to see you lose that title to a rookie. And, and then, then uh, uh, yeah, Braun, Braun enters and says, we can go right now. Hey, a rookie, we can go right now. And Gibson looks like he's just seen. Looks like he uh, Braun Breaker was was, uh, was packing a, a heat or something because he backs off immediately. Yeah, he does. He says, uh, he says, we're not dressed for a fight. We'll leave you be. Yeah, and then Braun tells Champa, I'll stay by your side. I'll have your back till Halloween Havoc because when I beat you, I want to beat you at your best. You know, the one benefit of Braun Breaker winning that title of course, would be a potential feud with Samoa Joe. <laughs> Scariest place to be between a cheeseburger and Samoa Joe. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, after that, we got a, a, a swerve interview. And uh, he mentions that Santos has unlocked the demons in him. Bad news for uh, Santos Escobar, according to Swerve Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we get Ivy Nile making her debut against Valentina Faraz. Uh, Ivy Nile wins with the torture rack. It's always cool to see the torture rack used as a finisher again. Dude, the torture rack? She was doing squats with the torture rack? That she was about to rad. bring her hands together, too. I know. Something yeah, much this, Luger never did. This is pretty, yeah, yeah this is really impressive stuff here. I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. Yeah, same. So afterwards, Malcolm Bivens has a promo. He just says, that was a message to every woman in NXT. And as Kushida figured out, the pit bull has been unleashed. Ivy Nile hasn't come to play. And neither have the Creed brothers. Day in and day out, they are putting in the work, and they have proved they are the most dominant tag team in NXT. And speaking of dominance, here's your Cruiserweight champion, Roderick Strong. Roddy takes the mic. He's about to talk. He's interrupted by Ikamajiro. Uh, Julius Creed then takes the mic, asks uh, uh, Jiro if he's for real, interrupting them. Says, dive in mind. Everything is earned. We're always ready. So uh, what do you want to do about it? He lifts up his sweater, and he's got his, uh, his wrestling gear underneath. And then Jiro Dexum rolls oh, out of the way. Wait, wait. Get that match next one. You can't, you can't leave the best line out of this. He says, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. Oh, yeah. And I'm always strapped. Yeah, yeah. Meaning I'm always strapped. He has his singlet on. Yeah. But I was like, whoa, Arn. Yeah, I know. So that match was next Jiro versus Julius Creed. Uh, of course, Julius gets the win here, but Jiro gets a good amount of offense. He gets his shit. Yeah, yeah. Julius kind of just it was just sort of towards the end there. He caught him for that slam. Well, it's like early on that he hits a bunch of like wrestling stuff. Mm-hmm. Middle section, Jiro gets all his shit in, and at yeah. the end, yeah, uh, uh, Julius hits that kind of slam type deal he does after he catches uh, Jiro doing a springboard, follows that sliding lariat to get the win. Afterwards, Diamond attack Jiro. Kushida runs down to try to make the save. He's eventually overwhelmed as well. Uh, he's he he's you know laying out various members of Diamond. He's about he's gearing up for a punch, turns around, Ivy Niles there, so he puts the brakes on the punch. And then that leads to Roger Strong hit Kushida with the end of heartache. And then uh Kushida just kind of crawls over and kind of covers Jiro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh after that we had uh Raquel Gonzalez video promo. She accepts Mandy Rose's offer, her challenge rather, but she says, At Halloween Havoc, how about we up the stakes? Spin the deal, make the no. Spin the wheel, make the deal. For some yeah. reason, I've spin the deal, make the deal match here. Spin the um, deal, make the wheel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, I know you pop pretty hard when oh, she's hell like yeah. that, huh? <laughs> I do like spin the wheel, make the deal. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, uh, after that, we yeah. had another episode of lashing out with the lash legend. These are uh, so bad. These are yeah. so, although I do appreciate that, that that not really in regards to this necessarily. But uh, with the Grayson Waller thing later, I love that the kitchenette 
is becoming one of the prime backstage segment areas. Yes. <laughs> Lots going down in that NXT kitchenette. Yes, yes, in the break room. In the break room, exactly. Uh, so she's talking about the WWE draft, makes a squid game reference, uh, says Hit Row are the legends of the week. Uh, she's looking for suggestions on who should be the last out of the week. Her producer brings up Tony D'Angelo, said, yeah, he wanted to get on, but we had a scheduling conflict. Couldn't get him on the show. We'd hear more about that later on. Yeah, ooh, that's not good. Uh, yeah, she said, forget about it. <laughs> that's so rude. Um, after that, we had Kyle O'Reilly and his new best friend, uh, Von Wagner, uh, versus Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland. Uh, this, like I said earlier, was all about Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner getting on the same page. Ridge Holland doing the honors on his way out. Von Wagner gets the pin on Ridge Holland with his finish as Kyle O'Reilly takes out uh, Pete Dunne with a PK off the apron. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get another episode of Chase University said this or today's lesson is about ring awareness I loved he, this. this he runs so back uh, the footage of, of Odyssey Jones getting his foot under the rope Chase coming out pushing it back in the ring he said his Jones mistake was he didn't get his foot on the rope and thus raising his foot into the eye line of the rest so the ref could see it um, and he says Jones lacks the veteran instincts to succeed in NXT a student raises their hand and asked Chase, hey, what you did, wasn't that against the rules technically? And then Chase <laughs> says, yeah, 
Starts cussing them a lot. Tells whoa, them to get out of the class. Whoa, no, look, he can, hold on. Great. He can join Steve in dumbass class. <laughs> he said, ask me if I give a fuck. Go yeah. join Steve in the dumbass class. And while you're yeah. there, give Steve a fuck you for me. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was hilarious. I, 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 dude, I know it might get old soon. I could watch this all day long. He cusses with such aplomb, with such enthusiasm. Yeah. It's hilarious. Ask me if I give a fuck. <laughs> and while you're there, give Steve a fuck you for me. Yeah, oh, was that, was funny. that was funny. That was funny stuff. Good. He's got like a smile on his face the whole time, too. I know. All right, Steve, talk about the Tony D'Angelo because his video package was next. Man, this is pretty shocking. So, uh, yeah. He, we get a Tony D'Angelo vignette. He's uh, sort of sitting near his car. He's like on the tail end near the trunk of his car. And he starts talking about referring to the Lash Legend bit where he was like, hey, I was supposed to be on Lash Legend show. And uh, one of their pro- some producer comes up to me and says, uh, there's been a scheduling conflict. And, uh, and he sort of runs down this producer. and He says, well, I, you know, I solved this problem. And then he walks away and he sees the truck. You're, oh, he took this dude and put him in his trunk you know what happens after that yeah the grot or the uh the the like the good fellas (laughs) yeah (laughs) the concrete shoes yeah yeah there there was an episode of unsolved mysteries where a guy got strapped to a chair and pushed off a bridge oof i don't know this producer is but uh he's probably sleeping with the fish at this point it's entirely possible oh gosh and the next we had duke hudson this poker thing is is out of control out of control this whole poker thing is awful it's so bad i just call him poker man now this is so bad it's awful oh we got numbers for nxt here from white brownie uh 632,000 a 0.15 that's like wasn't that just last week's that's like the literally isn't that just i think it was 633 last week and a 0.13 memory serves uh, so we got Duke Hudson versus Grayson Waller. We get a Waller promo in advance. He talks about being a former Golden Gloves boxing champ in Australia. Uh, and he says uh, tonight he faces Duke. He's a poker player, but I'm going to be the one that goes all in. Yeah, so Grayson Waller is a good guy now. Well, I guess he was last week. I guess he was yeah. when he took on uh, what's-his-face. He, his character is high-energy dude. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. He's got his his gimmick is guy I really don't want to hang out with because that's yeah. just too much energy. Yeah, he's got a lot of energy. He's he's pretty smooth in the ring. He hits uh, Duke with a rolling stunner that gets him a two. He's looking for some sort of springboard thing, and as he's bounding off the ropes, uh, Duke kicks the ropes, and then, so Waller tumbles the mat, and then Duke just rolls him up with a handful of tights to get the win. He can't even win convincingly. Here's what Duke Hudson needs to listen to. Uh, uh, remember Phil Helmuth, the poker player? Oh yeah, he was yeah, like yeah. pretty notorious as kind of being the heel yeah, in the world prick. of Prussia. Yeah. And one of his lines that always stuck with me is from watching World Poker Tour was if it wasn't for luck, I would win every time. Mm, That's yeah, something yeah, Duke yeah. Hudson needs to consider. Because right now this professional poker player in just like the most superficial manner, you know? Oh yeah. He, he carries a watch, poker chip with him. Yeah. I know. He needs to watch some Phil Hellmuth promos. Oh yeah. And good. learn how to be a real poker heel. That dude was a son of a bitch. His yeah, his promos were great. I remember yeah. him. Yeah, he kind of had Ted Cruz face. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He, um, he he just he he ate up being the heel of the world poker. Oh tour. yeah, he ate it yeah. up. Yeah, he was he was hot. Uh, after that, we had a Legado del Fantasma promo. He said, "It's a bummer your familia isn't with you. Mine is always with me." He says, "But uh, you know what? Mine's gonna <laughs> stay." <laughs> 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 he said, "Mine's what." 
I delivered that line was funny. <laughs> he said, mine's going to st- stay in the locker room. It's going to be mano a mano. <laughs> uh, after that, we this was a really awkward bit. So Loomis and Indy and Persia are backstage. So Indy just like kisses Loomis on the cheek while he's just like staring forward, essentially. <laughs> yeah. And then Indy and Persia's music hits. And so Persia's like, oh, that's her music. We got to go. And Loomis is just standing there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not totally out of his wheelhouse just standing yeah, I know. there and staring. It was just, it was confusing. Just yeah, like two d- weeks after they went through, what, two packages. Yeah. Uh, and then he spent, man. He's, his I precious so. bodily fluids are I all, so. uh, I guess you know, so. He's, he's, he's uh, refilling them. What a shame, though. Saray. She was my favorite thing about 1.0, like towards that final stretch. And now she's relegated to matches on 205. And, uh, and this. Being uh, basically a fodder for uh, the tag team here. This is a bummer. Yeah. She's yeah, great. This is a bummer. Yeah, this is a bummer. This is a bummer. This is a quick match. Indy pins uh, Amari Miller after top rope elbow. Uh, afterwards, Persia says, hey, we're going to challenge the tag titles now. This brings out Io and Zoe. Wait, Io is this just- true? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I apologize. Maggie says he had Pedialyte next to him. Is that true? Oh, I didn't notice. If that's true, it's hilarious, and if it's not, you should, because yeah. that'd be great. Anyways, I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. So so uh, Io and Zoe comes out. Io says she doesn't like uh, uh, Indy or Persia. Her and Zoe bicker a little bit. Toxic attraction walk out. They start poking fun at Io and Zoe for bickering. They want the titles. They hit the ring. Brawl breaks out. Um, uh, and Io and Zoe clear the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, wait, did you get the part with the, yeah, you did with toxic traction coming out and all that. Yeah. That's yeah. what you just said. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Maggie says she was joking. That was a good uh, one. And they really should have done that. They should have done great. that. They should have done that. I would have understood why he was just standing there. Not doing anything. <laughs> Recharging. Uh, after that, we had, uh, the kitchenette area with Grayson Waller spitting some game at some girl. Uh, he says, yeah, after I take a shower, uh, we'll do some romance. She leaves. Grimes comes in, and he's like, "How did you do that? I don't know how to talk to people because I'm socially awkward." Uh, he's like, uh, "He's like, yeah, no, it's fine." He's like, "You talked to her like that. You just lost twenty minutes ago. I still feel like shit after my loss last week." And then he's like, "Oh, check out this dating app." And uh, he looked at it. He's like, "Look, you like this one here?" And uh, Cameron's like, "Ooh." He's like, "You like redheads?" And they just start swiping. Has anybody app. from the transition to 1.0 to 2.0 uh, lost more steam than Cameron Grimes? No, no. Well, Saray, but no. Saray, but... The, from where he was, I know, which was way up here. Yeah, I mean, it, ar- argument could no, because I was going to say L.A. Knight maybe, but no, Cameron Grimes. Yeah, yeah. Now he just he has no idea how to like. Yeah, I mean, he had women when he was rich. When he was doing, you know, I mean, it's like, well, can you just do that again? Just, I mean, you know, it, and Waller referenced that he had money. So it wasn't yeah. like they, they, they're walking away from Rich Cameron Grimes gimmick. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, he, I now he's a, he's, a, he's a technophile, I guess, or a technophobe. What do you call Luddite. He's a Luddite, Luddite now. Luddite. You know? Anyways. Uh, after that, we had a cool little video vignette for Solo Sequoia, who's the third Uso brother. Uh, and he's he t- this is kind of interesting. I don't know if, you, if, if we're reading too much into this, but he does make reference to an island here mm-hmm. in a metaphor. He says, I was left alone on the island, and now I have to fend for myself and fight for myself. So they're not naming him Solo Uso, because yeah. that might be a little too on the nose. Yeah. But 
His name is Solo, and he's an Uso brother, and he's by himself in NXT. I do you think he's, they're gonna kayfabe his uh, his his family connections in NXT? I don't know. I mean, they did they have kind of with Braun Breaker. I mean, they've made references obviously sure. to yeah to the Steiner family. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if 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 he's gonna make more overt references to his brothers or not. He did co- the 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 promo did culminate by him saying he's the street champion of the island. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, then we had our main event: Isaiah Swerve Scott to the North American title against Santos Escobar. This is a really fun match. Uh, at one point, Legato they come out to ringside. Steve mentioned this. Uh, uh, Wild and Mendoza get on the apron. That's when Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams comes out. They lay him out. Uh, Santos goes for a Phantom Driver. Swerve escapes, hits a JML Driver to get the win. And then Carmelo and Trick, they get in the ring to kind of, to celebrate with Swerve. Mm-hmm. Carmelo raises Swerve's hand, and then right until basically a rainmaker, Oof. he's cashing in the contract. So right in the bell rings, Carmelo hits a springboard lariat. Swerve kicks out of that. Swerve mounts a little bit of a comeback and then runs into a pump kick from Carmelo. And then Carmelo wins after a massive leg drop off the top rope. Yeah. So we have a new North American champion. It was, it was it was actually really well done. Really well. It done. was yeah. It was it was and uh, yeah. They mentioned also on Fightful Select that uh, they didn't want to play up the idea of a cash in too much for the surprise tonight, which is a really smart move. It as is, well. and I like how that you know you actually have to sign the contract and you know you have to do the paperwork actually there on camera. Yeah. For it to to count, so I, I appreciate that it was kind of in theory the same thing, execution a little bit different. So yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely. Let's go ahead and answer some questions from some friendos. White Brownie says, how do you guys see Halloween Havoc playing out in both booking and presentation-wise for 2.0? It'll be like 2.0, but like a little spookier. Maybe they'll bring the house lights down 20%, so it's a little darker. God, so it's at least a little bit darker, yeah. I know. It's so bright. It's way too bright. So bright. Yeah. Hopefully they, they, they provide or bring some atmosphere to the set. If it's the same set and it's just like a slightly dimmer man mm-hmm. you know go all out have, have the a, fake have tombstones and all that yeah. stuff yeah yeah have a go all out why not why not uh let's see here over on the patreon uh peep connor who do you think is shining the most in 2.0 so far for me for better or worse it's joe gacy he's made the the largest impression yeah. Carmelo's also Carmelo. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I can't argue with either of those two names. Uh Moses supposes. So with the breakout tournament contract being used as money in the bank, do you think this will come back every year? I hope so. Mm-hmm. I thought it was wildly successful this time around. So yeah, I think that'd be great. Stakes, yeah. man. Stakes. Yeah. Uh Dang MQ so they might do something where Solo said he chose his name because he doesn't want to be in the shadow of his brothers. Entirely there possible. Go. That's good. Uh, Kenny T says, what's your favorite of all the NXT theme songs? He says, I always liked Roar of the Crowd. Yeah, I remember that one. I really liked Roar of the Crowd, too. Yeah, that was fine. Oh, you know, I did like We Are NXT also. We are not your kind. That's one. That's the one. Oh yeah, yeah. It had, Although it had that's one. That's f- one they were singing in the in the intro for, right? I didn't like that intro 
because it was so corny. But I do like the sort of chaotic nature of it. They've changed themes so many times. They have. It's kind of hard to keep track of them all. Yeah. It's like there's been in many as many NXT themes as there has been Raw themes. And like a third of the time it's been on the air. That very first one when it was developmental sounded kind of like Ricochet's theme now. Oh. And it's it's not. It was so corny. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Anthony R, do you think next year they're going to introduce a women's breakout tournament? Could do the same thing like they did for the men's. It'd be smart. That'd be cool. That'd I be think cool. it'd be smart. They should. Yeah, they, they should. absolutely should. Yeah. Totally. Totally should. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Xavier Gray says, this isn't related to NXT 2.0, but I heard that interview with Karrion Cross that he wants to team up with Scarlett in a feud storyline with Triple H and Stephanie. Do you guys think this will make, this would make a good angle for a mixed gender tag team match at Mania or not? Not now. I think that there could be some potential if they actually took Karrion Cross seriously, but I don't know the status on, I mean, we haven't heard anything from Triple H. Mm-mm. Has he tweeted recently? I know he tweeted that. He did, hey, once. He did that everybody. one time. Yeah, that's that, as far as I know, that's the only statement he's made about his his surgery and, and recuperation. Um. Yeah, September twenty first. It's almost a month ago. Almost a month ago. Yeah. Uh. Wow. Yeah. God, uh, I hope he's okay. Yeah, me too. Uh, Natrius with some bits here says every promotion has a knockoff of Kane or Undertaker, uh, a la Abyss and TNA. Which knockoff is your favorite? Abyss is a great character. He was kind of an amalgam of Undertaker and Mankind. Mankind, yeah. Um, I mean, WWE kind of had their own knockoff with uh, Mordecai. Yeah, true. Yeah. There's a lot of that presentation that I always thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. But then was it on the on the something to wrestle with? Like he wanted to wrestle his matches super slow, and that was the issue. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's funny. I think that's what it was. He wanted to wrestle his matches slow. It's not an attraction. <laughs> it's not an attractive feature. Oh man. Um. Let's see here. Uh, the wild card, Luisa Reza asks, is there a schedule for the 24 hour stream? Not as of yet. We'll get, we to, will it. We'll get to it. We'll get we'll to have it. one. We'll get to it. Uh, King CDM. What is a character angle or full story? You non ironically like the whole way through King CDM says for me, maybe unpopular, but always like Cena from his debut. to now I was never down on Cena though. I do recognize the bookings for some stuff. Wasn't great. I mean, I thought if you're talking non-ironic, I mean, I thought 90% of the Gargano Ciampa stuff was like incredibly well done. Yeah, There is no, an attention to detail storytelling there that you don't often see in professional wrestling. And I really appreciated that. Yeah, I, I agree. And honestly, if it wasn't for Ciampa being injured, it probably would have been like, you know, for me, like all of it. I thought that it was mm-hmm. all really well done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, White Brownie, man, I hope. He says, do you guys think we'll get a Worlds oh, Collide yeah. this year or next? I w- yes. I really hope so. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that'd be that's terrific, especially these days that we're keeping up with UK. Yeah, 
Theo Third Anarchist with the sub. Thank you so much. Says 14 months, friendo. Do you think we'll see Hit Row this Friday or at Crown Jewel? Uh, and who do we hope the group feuds with first? God, I hope they just don't show up and then it's like they don't do anything with them. Like, if you want, dude, you need a, a debut should always be about establishing a new star in the best way possible. Come out. He comes out, slaps Roman in the face, and then they have a, a six-man, and Hit Row mm-hmm. loses, and that's fine. But he's been established. Then he can go down and challenge Nakamura for the Intercontinental Championship. Yep. And he yep. can win that one. Uh, favorite customer, what kind of supernatural gimmick would you give to Von Wagner? Oh, man. I kind of feel like he's so clean slate. He can make anything disappear. Perfect. There you go. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I had a big problem out on my ranch. Kyle, I got to tell you a story. Oh, I don't really want to hear a story. I was I was hitting a tire with my sledgehammer the other day, you know, and... uh I noticed a, a hand. Okay, I don't want to hear anymore, dude. I don't want to hear anymore. I'll tell you the rest later. <laughs> you can say, it's not a problem anymore. <laughs> it's not a problem anymore. <laughs> I have the power to make anything disappear. Oh, I talked to Tony, to Tony D. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Lou Carrier U says, if they did a Halloween Battle Royal at Halloween Havoc, which 2.0 wrestlers you want to see dress up? Oh, wow. Von Wagner is Isaac Yankum. Good. I think that good. would actually be really good, to be honest with you. That would be you. good. That would be really Kyler good. Kyle O'Reilly dresses up as Adam Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Again, good. Yeah. Uh... What's a good costume for? I'm trying to think, Duke Hudson. Oh man, Duke Hudson. Duke Hudson dresses up as Slapjack. Just a reference when he and <laughs> oh, Shane Thorne used good. to be a tag team. That's good. I like that. I am uh, Elves. Darius... Wants... Sorry, go ahead. I am Elves wants a twenty-four hour live stream in character as Von oh, Wagner. Oh wow, that'd be tough. Uh, Darius Corey with some bits says, you think they'll do Trick and Carmelo similar to Dakota and Gonzalez? Um, I think that'd be great. At some point, they're going to split up. At some point, they're going to split up. And it sort of depends on how well... I think Trick has all the charisma in the world. I think they both have a ton of charisma. They do. Um, I don't know necessarily how much he has in the ring, Mm-hmm. You kind of need that. So develop mm-hmm. him in the ring. And then, yeah, down the line, absolutely. Yeah, that could be really good. Yeah. That could be really good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyways, we're going to hang out a little bit longer here on the Twitch, but that's going to do it for the show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it again tonight, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. We'll be live on the Twitch, just hanging out, playing some video games, being silly. Thanks for watching. Until mm-hmm. next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Um, Wagner is Adam Rose. <laughs> Says White Brownie. That's good. all right. All right, that's good. You can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well, inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. 
Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.